0: we have a very good and gracious God. And I think he also has quite a sense of humor. Uh, We've not long since got back from Australia, and uh, we're now in the throes of uh, arranging a house move next month. And so I knew that I wasn't going to have much time between the time we got back and today. And so I thought, right, I'll be clever. And before we went off to Australia, I prepared this service. Uh, And uh, it was all good, you know. Left on my desk at home and uh, off we went. Uh, And we had a lovely time. Now, smartphones are a great piece of technology but they do mean that your emails follow you around the world. And halfway through our time in Australia, I got an email from somebody called Mike Gardner <laughs> telling me what I was supposed to be preaching about this morning. <laughs> and uh, my heart sank to my boots because, uh, of course, in Australia, I didn't have any of those uh, uh, important uh, bits of information and equipment ministers need uh, to prepare services. Anyway, I wasn't frankly in the mood. Uh, anyway, when I came to look at the passage which, uh, the, the, the sort of theme passage that Mike had uh, sent me, um, it spoke of uh, the God of the Covenant, and it gave uh, the first lesson today as one of the text readings from Exodus, which we've been following. And when I looked it up, uh, it had in it those words which have been read to us. Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words and uh, I looked at the preparations I'd made and I had decided to preach about communion covenant. I'd actually chosen a, a different text Jeremiah 31 31 which was part of the second lesson the days are coming says the Lord when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel but as it happened say the Lord is good. The two things fitted together just very well. Before the advent of uh, gift aid, I suppose the first thing we thought about when we heard this word covenant in church circles was the um, somewhat cumbersome way in which Churches and charities were able to recover tax which had been paid on donations to them. Basically, a covenant is a binding relationship between two people, a contract or a compact At law. A deed of covenant was a contract whereby somebody agreed to pay a certain sum of money uh, a year to another body or person a body like a church uh, over a number of years, seven years I think it used to be. In church history, of course, the covenanters were those who made a compact with God and with uh, other people uh, to stand out against things they believed to be spiritually wrong. And those who made a covenant together were bound in a very strong sort of personal relationship, in a common cause or purpose. And as we heard, Moses, the Lord said to Moses, Write this down, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. And Moses took the blood. And threw it over the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made. And so just as a covenant uh, between individuals is a strong personal relationship, so was that between God and his people. God made a covenant with Israel. They were somehow his special people weren't they he called them he gave them special care and privileges and this covenant was sealed with blood for blood was a symbol of life to the jews and the covenant with god meant life to them and the condition of the covenant was that they kept the law which God had given them now the people of the chosen race wanted the privileges of that special relationship with God. they wanted him to help god uh, they wanted God to, to help them fight their battles and grow their crops, okay. but uh, when it came to the law, they weren 't quite so sure. The law was strict and it was difficult to keep and even the most sincere found it was almost impossible to observe every detail of what was laid down and to love their neighbours and to love and worship God as seemed to be demanded. And so the law was not properly kept and the era of the old covenant was an era of fear. Because they knew in their hearts that if they didn't keep their side of the relationship, the time would come when God would have no more to do with them. Sometimes we sing Isaac Watts' words, Not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away our stain. But with the coming of the Son of God, the incarnation, a new covenant was offered to humankind. And with it, the chance of an entirely new sort of relationship with God. In place of living in fear of an angry God, we were offered a relationship with a loving father. No longer need the relationship of a person to God be that of a criminal and the judge. Now it was the relationship of a child to a parent. But the cost of the new covenant was the blood of Christ. The slaughter of cattle and goats and sheep could never atone for the sins of anyone. Only the very life of God's own son, given out of sheer love for us, was sufficient to seal the new covenant. And in place of the complex law of the old covenant, the one condition of the new covenant was to have faith. To believe in this Jesus. To enter with longing hearts into the renewed covenant. Into the new relationship with God made possible through him, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, so that you will remember me, and that little word in uh, in, in, in Greek could be have the emphasis at the cost of and so this could actually be saying this cup is the new covenant and it cost my blood. The scarlet wine of the sacrament stands for the very lifeblood of Christ without which the new covenant, the new relationship with God to his people would never have been possible. Okay, but what does do this in remembrance of me actually mean? What use is this sacrament? There's no way in which these elements actually turn into blood and uh, body of Christ. How could Jesus? He was still alive. He was sitting with them in that upper room at the Last Supper. Uh, How could Jesus? he say of a piece of bread there, this is my body, in any literal sense, because he was still <laughs> physically there, present. But on the other extreme, does this sacrament mean nothing more than just to serve as a sort of reminder, a memento of our Lord? Do we come to the Lord's table just uh, to have the, the greatest act in history, brought home to us by a uh, simple piece of acting or or, or, or symbolism. Surely, communion is more than just that. After all, what does that word communion mean? Now, from time to time, I expect we we attend um, dinners, uh, events, which commemorate some great occasion or perhaps some great person, or a reunion like a college get-together, you know. And at all these things we meet in a fellowship of people to recall the past, to be reminded of old times, and of comrades gone before. We enjoy the meal, we enjoy the companionship, and then we go our separate ways with some nostalgic memories. Is that what we do when we come to the Lord's table? But sometimes we come together around the dinner table in order to meet someone. Or to hear progress in some enterprise. Or to plan some future undertaking. Now here too... We enjoy the fellowship of uh, food and wine together, but our meeting considers the present, the newcomer we've just met, the venture on which we are about to embark. And so we go out from that meal, not with minds cast backwards, but uh, forwards, full of inspiration and good intentions to the future. And so I think at Holy Communion, we don't come to remember just a dead leader and his valiant deeds. No, no. We come to meet an ever-living Lord, to be marked again with the symbol and the seal of that new covenant, The sacrament isn't a memento or even a symbol. It is a living sign and seal of the presence, the inspiration of our Lord. Christ is present with us, not just in the elements, but at the table. We meet him here and we partake together of what he gives us, which is spiritual food that supernatural food and drink which are the very mark for us of that new covenant, our new relationship with God. Now this cup is the mark of our salvation and of our discipleship. It's the seal of our covenant relationship with our Heavenly Father to be received by us in faith and in love. Such is the promise of the Christian era, the New Testament church, the new chosen people of God. Drink ye all.